0: Welcome to Crush and Disappointment. As it's the end of the year, I've brought back Anna, and we're discussing cats, the animal, cats on the internet, and the new film based on the musical Cats by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Any of the cat videos we discuss, you can find the links in the description, and there's also some links to some articles surrounding the crazy cat lady trope and the sexy cat woman trope, but we didn't find a way to incorporate those into the episode. And that's it. Here's the crush. Crush. Have you always been a cat person? It's
1: a good question, Matthew. Yes, I have. I think because my parents had a cat before I was born, which turns out is actually a bit dangerous because if you somehow <laughs> ingest cat poo, it can damage your fetus.
0: <laughs> yeah, but why would your mum be eating cat poo while pregnant? <laughs>
1: I think it can just like, it's really unlikely, but I think like, you know, if it gets on something, like if the cat has some of it on its paw and then puts a paw on your plate and you, it's, and it's only, I think it's not all cat pee. I think it's just like, there's a certain bacteria or something in it. Anyway, I digress. Um. Yeah, it's a
0: strong point to start off with um, your love of cats being about how their shit can make you, can kill you.
1: Um, So, uh, but yeah, my, my parents had a cat that I think kind of just turned up on their doorstep and on reflection now, with more life experience, I can say that she was a very patient cat because we used to grab her all the time. She never scratched us or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think having had a cat literally since I was born, uh, yeah, I've always I have always been a cat person.
0: So the cat was like a parental figure. The cat raised you. <laughs> cat mother. It was like um, a, a modern version of the Jungle Book, essentially. Raised by
1: cats. <laughs> it was like a modern version of the Jungle Book, yes.
0: And what is... I guess the appeal of cats, What what is good about cats, having a cat about?
1: I mean, what isn't good about having cats about? They are, so I think it's nice to have to work to earn something's love. I think it's a bit, and once it's there, it's kind of fairly consistently there. Mm-hmm. But um, I think dogs just love everyone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, cats are like teddies that walk and... <laughs> technically have their own minds uh yeah that's why i like cats (laughs) so your
0: your reason for why you like cats is because they're like teddies that walk (laughs) and they're a bit distant and that seems to speak to some sort of (laughs) big piece about you that you need to you feel like you need to earn love
1: (laughs) look yes i think what else is good about i think they're quite like unobtrusive so like a dog you know i don't know speaking from a place of never having had a dog I feel like you always know where the dog is. It makes noise. It like runs around and stuff. Whereas the cats we have now just kind of sit in the corner of the room and lie down mostly, and sometimes come and you know try and get food off you.
0: And have you had any other pets? That, how would that compare to having a cat?
1: <laughs> so I had, I've had a few different pets. I had a hamster and I had a rabbit um, called Potato, and technically a guinea pig as well. That was my sister's called Sweetcorn. But um, this is going to sound a bit harsh. I find the smaller mammals <laughs> lack personality. <Okay. laughs> they're just a bit. They're lovely and they're very. I think they're kind of defining character traits and they're terrified all the time.
0: <laughs> okay. But is that not because of the way that you're acting around them? Is it not you who's bringing out that terror?
1: Possibly. Maybe I've just never been, you know, very good at pet husbandry or whatever you call it. But
0: <laughs> you call it that. <laughs>
1: um i don't know yeah i just think they're not very i don't know i think i think they're like the bottom of the food chain aren't they so they're programmed to look out for threats all of the time and they're just a bit although the rabbit did used to try and commune with one of the cats which was quite good fun you go and lie next to it in the garden which we all thought was hilarious and the cat would try and attack it but the cat wasn't really very big so the rabbit used to win uh oh, it was those are the glory days <laughs>
0: so if, if they've not got personality what were, would you say so you had three cats predominantly in your life would, yes. they, would you say they all had distinct personalities
1: yeah i'd say so
0: what what, what, what were the, the punch what were the points of each
1: okay so for tunch my first cat i can't really remember that well because it was a while ago that she died but she was she was quite calm she was like a sort of a grandmother willow figure if you will if you've seen pocahontas um she was very calm and wise and she used to
0: Wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. but you, wise are you projecting that onto the cat? In what way was the cat wise?
1: She used to look after everyone, and she, she, I, I think she could have done a lot of fighting me and Jess because we were small children. He used to occasionally grab her, and she sort of just decided she wasn't going to it. That's quite wise. <laughs> um, so the cats we have at the minute, Pixie and Sparrow. Sparrow is huge. I would describe him as quite sassy, and he looks indignant a lot of the time, <laughs> and he behaves in a way that suggests he is feeling indignant. For example, if you try and touch him, he'll try and scratch you sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or he'll kind of insist on sitting next to my dad on the sofa, but then if my dad tries to touch him, he'll scratch him. And he just loves eating food. Um, and he scares his sister away a lot, so that she doesn't get to eat any of the food, which is why he keeps gaining weight and she keeps losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pixie is, she's sort of capricious, but in a nice way. <laughs> she uh, She likes being stroked, but she'll stay at arms reach so you can't almost can't touch her because she'll kind of just be just out of reach but kind of seems to be in- insisting on being stroked despite the fact that you can't reach her um which is wait hard. wait wait I'm a
0: confused <laughs> the cat is you, you can't you physically can't reach the cat the cat is <laughs> staying away from you but you know that the cat wants to be stroked
1: so she'll turn around and come closer to get a stroke mm-hmm. and you'll stroke her and then she'll walk away again
0: doesn't sound like she wants to be stroked
1: and <laughs> no, then she keeps coming back okay. <laughs> uh. But no, they are. They're all they're all fabulous characters. And also, I feel like this is gonna, this is the one podcast that I'm gonna do that's gonna make me sound like an absolute hectic person.
0: You don't listen to the other two. <laughs> um,
1: but I feel like they can sense when you're upset. Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember one time. So Pixie's, because uh, she does the sort of staying just out of arm's reach thing. She doesn't. I think she's always slightly nervous, and she doesn't really like sitting on people or coming that close. And the one time she came and sat on me was. <laughs> I was—I can't remember what something had happened. I was still at school, and I was really sad about something. And I was—I think I'd go upstairs and to lie in my bed and cry. And then um, she came and sat on my chest, mm-hmm. which was—and she just sat down there, which is really like she's never done it before, and she's never done it since. Um, but she sat on my chest while I was crying. So mm-hmm. I feel like you know she's trying to trying to comfort me. Am yeah. I projecting? <laughs> right, so
0: I've got a, a a quote I think sort of links to that. So this is from personalities of self-identified dog people and cat mm-hmm. people by Samuel D. Gosling, (laughs) Carson J. Sandy, and Jeff Potter. So, Alleged personality differences between individuals who self-identify as dog people and cat people have long been the topic of widespread speculation and sporadic research. Yet, existing studies offer a rather conflicting picture of what personality differences, if any, exist between the two types of person. Here we build on previous research to examine differences in the big five personality dimensions between dog people and cat people using a publicly accessible website 4565 participants completed the big five inventory and self-identified as a dog person cat person both or neither results suggested that dog people are higher on extroversion agreeableness and conscientiousness but lower on neuroticism and openness than cat people so and then i wasn't quite sure of the definition of neuroticism so then i googled that from psychology today so it's one of the big five personality traits i said above and it's typically defined as a tendency towards anxiety, depression, self-doubt, and other negative feelings, uh, which is on a spectrum, but with people with neurotic dispositions are more prone to mood disorders, loneliness, self-consciousness, and hypochondria. So,
1: <laughs> deep.
0: The, so the, the point is, like, that seemed to be the only negative one was associated with cat people. But without, like, going into, like, using, like, <laughs> armchair diagnosis and stuff, I was, my question was going to be, could you see a way in which, if an individual was dealing with any of those uh, issues, that having a cat would be useful, and that perhaps would be a, the link between those two things,
1: yeah i can I can see it I think I mean there's that sort of trope of the not very p c crazy cat woman, mm-hmm. and I think yeah it's, so it's something that's in popular culture as well, and I do think there's cats are like a quiet but reassuring presence, I think, so there's not they're not very i think well uh, you know I'm not a psychologist, but um <laughs> wading into dangerous territory um I think that. Perhaps I you know speculating if you have a dog and you you know maybe have a nervous disposition, a dog is something to worry about because you have to walk it, you have to uh feed it, it can't really like be left by itself in the house for any great length of time you have to make sure that you're you're planning around it and that kind of thing and I think in that respect, maybe dogs can be a bit of a burden if you if you're quite sort of mentally preoccupied otherwise mm-hmm. whereas cats are often quite sort of quiet reassuring presence they don't need a lot of looking after but there is a sort of um <laughs> a warm exchange <laughs> between you and your cat mm-hmm. uh, even if it's just because i want food um so i can see i think it's sort of like a companionship thing mm-hmm. which i think is why not always but lots of elderly people i think get cats for that reason because it's sort of companionship but it's not you don't have to take it on a walk you don't have to you know Make sure that it's looked after all of the time. It just needs feeding twice a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: um, someone I know is in the process of buying a dog, and I think that the um, place they were talking about how um, there's quite a lot of turnover with old dogs and old people, where you have um, like an, an old person who still wants a dog about can't particularly take it on like long walks and stuff, so they'll get an old dog, and then basically either the dog would die or the old person would die, and then that the, you get a new dog or a new person back in the oh, system. Wow. You have these sort of uh, both like looking after each other.
1: Oh, that's so lovely. <laughs> Sort of weird chain of old dogs and people. Yeah.
0: But, um, I guess with having like an emotional connection, I just, I have an an image of me sort of, I don't know, being really miserable and then having this cat in my room and being like crying and like (laughs) calling out to it and just looking at me like I'm a piece of shit and then walking off. Do you not, would that not be a potential (laughs) response from the cat?
1: I guess so, but I think the thing with cats is that you know kind of pretty much as soon as you acquire a cat you kind of know where you stand with it Mm -hmm. so i think if your cat is a comfort to you in a time of need i think it's a positive thing that you wouldn't expect to get so it's kind of nicer for being unexpected Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't if i feel really sad i don't like go and seek pixie out because i know she'll probably just walk away Mm -hmm. as you say (laughs) look at me with disdain and leave (laughs) but um no sometimes sometimes she does have the sixth sense and she'll come over and But I do, yeah, I do see a point. I don't think you can, like, turn to a cat in a time of need. (laughs) Because you probably can turn to a dog.
0: So while you might also be neurotic, you might also be open. That's a cat person characteristic. Would you say that fits the bill? Would you describe yourself as an open person?
1: There was, there was a characteristic. What, read the dog ones again. The dog
0: ones are extroversion, agreeableness, and conscientiousness.
1: I guess so. Yeah, I guess that's maybe none of those. Open feels like it borders on some of those, but I guess it's not directly any of those. Yeah, um... I mean, I think everyone thinks they're open, aren't they? Does anyone say, like, no, I'm closed-minded? But uh, would
0: it be open, like, um, being able to communicate your emotions with someone? Like, you know, of people who are, like, blocked off in that way.
1: That's true. I don't know. I think it depends on the context. So I find it's really weird. So I really like talking to my friends about their emotions and, like, asking for their advice and that kind of thing. So in that capacity, I am. But I think, I do think I have a wall as well so i like i have this thing where i just cannot cry in public Mm -hmm. even if i'm in the cinema and it's dark and there are people next to me like i stifle the tears i can't Mm -hmm. do it um like it's only recently really that i have started crying in front of my boyfriend not that that happens very often and i'm consciously trying to do it because i feel like it's important to show emotion (laughs) um
0: so if if you're in the cinema so something really starts happening on screen and you you're feeling emotional is that a case where you're just you're just not crying or is it a case where you're you're telling yourself don't cry and you're you're making yourself you're
1: it's a combination of the two, I think. Okay. So I think like sometimes like a tear, typically like a tear will start forming in my eye, but I will be consciously thinking like "don't cry" and like rearranging my emotions so that I don't cry. Mm-hmm. But also like one tear will like like it's, I can never authentically cry more than one. T- I can't remember. I genuinely cannot remember the last time I cried and had like tears running down my face. Mm-hmm. It's only ever like one tear. Um, I think it might have been like a funeral a couple of years ago. But apart from that. Don't, I, yeah, I just don't cry. So it's both it's from both ends. Mm-hmm. But then I think, yeah, I think kind of in terms of speaking about emotions and that kind of thing, so maybe not showing them, but definitely speaking about them mm-hmm. is something that I do. I'm very in for like chatting to people about how they feel about stuff.
0: And I guess you wouldn't necessarily know, but would you, would you feel that that's something that you do more with cat people?
1: Yeah. I feel or- like dog people are a bit annoying, aren't they? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was about to say, or am I just uh, putting too much emphasis on this cat person, dog <laughs> person thing? Is it all bullshit? Like they say, this the research is sporadic. <laughs> but do you, do you would you say that you could like meet <laughs> someone and you'd be like dog person, cat person without knowing if they've got pets?
1: I reckon so. Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely like a perceivable thing. And actually, I think dog people are people who are more likely to kind of outsource their emotional. Needs. Mm It's like people who are more likely to put others in a position where they're like, oh, I'm really sad and I kind of need you to make me happy. Mm -hmm. I I associate that as a trait with, you know, which kind of doesn't align with the research because it says they're conscientious. Mm -hmm. But um, I definitely think it's a sort of, yeah, I guess the the boundaries between like where your emotion lies and other people and that kind of thing. I associate that. I feel like the cat people I meet are a bit more sort of like, you know, stoic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what are the dog people? <laughs> the dog people are people who are needy. Needy. No, is that are you? Are you, um, where does that come from? Is that just a, from seeing what, what dogs are like, and you've just transported that onto the people, their owners, or
1: it's it's? Uh, I think it comes. It is sort of transported from what dogs are like. I think I'm kind of transplanting that onto the people a bit as well, because I think one of the things I think is you know how can you be so um. But yes, your dog is happy to see you. And it's probably slightly happier to see you than it is to see your friend who it's never met. But it's also happy to see your friend, you know? Maybe that's just a really nice way of being. Maybe dogs <laughs> have got it right. But um, I I don't know. I just feel like if love is so easily won, is it worth it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bloody hell.
1: That's yeah, interesting.
0: I mean, I don't think I'm qualified to dig into it. <laughs> Why you feel so strongly about that. But... Um, One of the distinctions I was thinking, and I think I've got some better quotes about this later, was, um, with dogs, in the times that I've, like, walked a dog or taken around, like, you, you chat to people or people with dogs, it's very sociable. And, like, cat people, well, having a cat, I've not sort of experienced that at all. And I saw one argument that that was why cats are so prominent on the internet as, like, cat memes and cat videos, because, uh, people with dogs have that social outlet where cat people don't. So they do it via their computers. Yeah. Um, so in that way, I feel like, that's a positive that you get from dogs that you don't from cats as a social animal.
1: Yeah, I think that's, and I think that's actually, I think you've hit upon something that's very true about the whole thing. I do think actually dog people are people who are a lot more extroverted, as it says in the list, but also, yeah, a lot more social. And I think, yeah, I think, and I think that is a nice thing because, you know, ultimately what's important, isn't it, is is community in whatever capacity that is. Um, I think we're like social animals, aren't we? So. Yeah, that is a nice thing about dogs, that you get to go out and meet other people Mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing.
0: Well, can't you just stay at home and cry on your sofa (laughs) with (laughs) your cat?
1: You say that like it's a bad thing, Matthew. (laughs) Who doesn't want to stay at home and cry on your sofa with your cat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you a fan of cat videos, cat memes?
1: Yes, I think I was very into cat videos when I was younger, and now... I definitely follow a few cat accounts on, like, my various social medias, which I don't actually use that much at the minute, but no, I do. Like, often, like, if sometimes, you know, you're feeling a bit rough and in, in London where I live, I don't have cats. Um, So, you know, if I'm feeling a bit rough, sometimes I just go on the internet and look at cats.
0: So what what is a cat account? What does that post pictures of? Just just the cat?
1: Mainly, yeah. Doing
0: yeah. anything in particular, or?
1: So there's one I follow that has lots of different pictures of, like, cats on the internet that is, like, a it, um collates lots of fun pictures um, of cats and shares them and then there's one I follow that's it's a cat called I actually can't remember its name gosh see I'm not not a super fan anyway it's a cat account and the cat has I think like a developmental disorder or something uh so I think it's something I can't remember the name of the condition but it's something in it, its brain that makes it think that the ground is always moving okay. so it um is a bit its coordination is a bit off mm-hmm. but it has a very happy life mm-hmm. And it loves eating and jumping around and that kind of things. So I follow that cat because it's quite fun to watch.
0: See so this cat would be really confused
1: and. See, that's what Jess said about it. She, she was like, it's really sad. I can't follow that account. But the, um, on every post, because obviously people can just encounter a post randomly, mm-hmm. the owners of the cat and the account um, write this paragraph about how the cat has its condition, but actually it's got a very good life and it's really happy. It's not, um, it's not a sad cat um it just it you know lives its best best life so it comes and wakes them up in the morning so they can get fed and it loves um its owners kind of make little um like houses for it in different fashions so they sometimes make a like a flower house or a pumpkin house or whatever and they let it unwrap it because it really loves wrapping paper uh, <laughs> and then it um yeah it loves like pouncing on things as well mm-hmm. so it has a good life
0: <laughs> so what would be uh what are the things that you're looking for in a good cat video what are the like is it humorous <laughs> is it a good-looking cat is it
1: <laughs> um,
0: bringing it back to crushes
1: <laughs> i think it... <laughs> i feel like you're implying that i fancy the cat's mummy. <laughs> that was what i was implying <laughs> um i i think it's cuteness really so either like it's a lot of characters so the one i like the cat that likes pouncing and that kind of thing that one's quite funny because it sort of it's quite sassy, so it comes in and, like, is trying to get its owners to do things for it all the time, which I think that one's quite good. But other than that, yeah, I guess if it's just a random cat picture, it's generally, like, cuteness or, like, doing cute things as well. Like, I don't know, tapping people on faces and that kind of
0: <laughs> <laughs> So you see the one on, I don't know how to describe it, on TikTok. It was like, um, I don't even know what the song is. It goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And it's got a big cat and it's all it keeps appearing in a different version. Uh-huh. It's Mr. Sandman, is the song. You'll see that. <laughs>
1: That sounds amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think that. I think when I was younger, I think I used to really like the funny videos, and now I'm just more into the cute pictures. Um, But yeah, you know, cats don't understand the world,
0: (laughs) and that's what you like to see their perspective, see the world through their eyes.
1: It's just a simpler life, isn't it? You know, all you're thinking about is when your human's gonna put some food down Mm -hmm. (laughs) next.
0: Have you seen the recent one? The the woman who's who's bred cats with human faces. <laughs> <Pardon.
1: laughs> <laughs> <It> sounds monstrous.
0: <laughs> it's very terrifying. Um,
1: oh gosh! Is it? Look, like, this is real. Yeah. That's horrible. That's really nasty. Is it, oh my God, I don't think I could sleep at night if that was my cat. She's not,
0: like
1: <laughs> not. She's bred them to look like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh my god, that's terrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I read something about, so I was going to sh- show I don't know if it's worth it, but um, the first ever cat video from 1894, which is Boxing Cats, which was, I uh, think, shot by Thomas Edison.
1: Amazing. Boxing Cats.
0: Yeah.
1: As in, were they just fighting each other?
0: No, I think they put them in a the ring.
1: Amazing. Oh, they're actually, oh, they've got little, oh, little boxing gloves on. This is quite good. Very, I mean, the old oh, people have got leads on them in there. God, oh, they're actually fighting each other though aren't they I mean it's quite tame because they're kind of just patting each other with the gloves
0: <laughs> so you want more violence
1: <laughs> no I think that's a good level of violence no more violence <laughs> um, so that video
0: from 1894 would you say that still that fulfills your criteria for a cat video did yeah. that achieve what you want from a cat video I think
1: it did well especially because it was from so long ago i think the other thing that i sometimes the one thing i don't like too much about cat videos is when um like people are making them do things it's like visibly making them uncomfortable <laughs> to be fair those cats look like they wanted to be fighting each other but maybe they didn't you know that's the part of it i sometimes struggle you know and they'll put them in costumes and they look really unhappy or they worst still where they do things like to scare them and i think that's mm. not kind
0: actually this is a bit of time you've seen the one i think it was a cat where it's a guy behind a door and he moves the camera out and the cat's far in the distance and oh. he moves it back in and he moves it out again. The cat is slightly closer and it keeps coming towards him. That one's pretty good.
1: That is, that is a good one.
0: <laughs> but, um, I think i have exhausted all my cat video knowledge.
1: Oh, you've got more cat video knowledge than I have. There was a really good one from approximately 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a very good uh, like, montage, is that what I mean? Of um, It was set to a classical piece of music and it was cats doing really funny things. I'll see if I can find it. It was really, it was really good. At the time, it was hilarious. Nowadays, I feel the the genre has matured. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, cats jumping out of bushes onto little children. <laughs> that was, yeah, that one, uh, the, the little child was fine. But also like, you know, leaping off tables and not reaching whatever thing they were leaping onto and that kind of thing. That was quite funny. There's another one where there are loads of cats and I think someone shows them something that they don't like and then they all run away. Yeah. It's quite dark that one.
0: I mean, there was Grumpy Cat, was pretty famous back in the day.
1: Loved Grumpy Cat, RIP.
0: <laughs> and um, um, this wasn't a real cat's It was, an animator. was it Nyan Cat. Do you ever see
1: that? Yes, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, it was like meow meow. meow yeah, thing, yeah. with its rainbow. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know what that was for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, this was, I think, some research done by Jessica Gal Mirek. But then I've taken the bullet points from a different website. So essentially, I've just um, fucked it up. So, um, emotion, regulation, procrastination, and watching cat videos online. Who watches internet cats? Why and to what effect? (laughs) So the bullet points were that uh, people were more energetic and felt more positive after watching cat-related online media than before. I'd agree with that. They had fewer negative emotions, such as anxiety, annoyance, sadness, after watching cat-related online media than before, which I guess... Links into what we were talking about earlier, about cat people potentially having those characteristics. Um, The pleasure they got from watching cat videos outweighed any guilt they felt about procrastinating. Mm -hmm. Would you say that falls into you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I definitely, I think I fit into that category. Because I I don't ever come away from a session and think, oh, you know, that was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I come away from a cat video session and think, well, I feel better now.
0: Um, About 25% of cat videos they watched were ones they sought out. The rest were ones they happened upon. Do you tend to happen upon cat videos or do you tend to s- seek them out?
1: I think the way I'm mostly in them is I'd be on Instagram and I'd be on the Discover page and I'd see a picture of a cat. You get fed suggestions then, both like at that moment in time and then afterwards. So when I come back to it later, if I come back to Instagram, there'll be like more cat photos on my Discover screen and I'll end up going down rabbit holes and watching the videos. I mean, why not? They're glorious. We're going to talk about felting with your cat hair.
0: Is that, your, is that the next section? So what is felting with cat hair?
1: <laughs> okay. What an excellent question, Matthew. So, felting with cat hair is a... Oh, sorry. It's actually called crafting with cat hair, which I think probably makes it slightly less, you know, disturbing sounding. Uh, but crafting with your cat hair is a book. <laughs> And, you know, sometimes you get cat hair all over your clothes and you think, wow, isn't this just a waste? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the solution. Crafting with your cat hair. So basically, you brush your cat and then you take its fur that you've brushed out and you felt it. So you turn it into felt and then you craft with it. So you might make a little purse, for example, or a miniature finger puppet that looks like your cat. Lovely. Yeah. um, And I'm just going to read some instructions from it because I think they're very wise. Yes, please. (laughs) Number one, brush your cat. First bullet point, do not over brush a cat who does not like to be brushed. The cat will get angry and try to scratch you. If your cat isn't used to, this is another bullet point, if your cat isn't used to being brushed, begin by brushing gently and only for a short time while keeping a careful eye on him. Brush in the direction the hair grows from neck to bottom. Many cats cannot stand to be brushed in the opposite direction. Be careful, a lot of cats don't like to be brushed on the stomach or tail <laughs> even if you usually forgive your cat for scratching you you should do your best to not get scratched <laughs> in the first place i really like how most of that section is about not getting scratched <laughs>
0: do you brush your cat
1: uh we do sometimes so i i regrettably don't live with my cat but we when we're back home my dad definitely brushes the cats <laughs> uh that sparrows are sort of slightly longer haired and he's got a bit more hair as well i think it's more densely packed, and um. Dad took a very sort of natural approach to flea treatment this summer when Sparrow had a lot of fleas and decided that instead of putting the flea treatment on him, which I think we might have also done, he was going to brush him a lot because you can see the fleas come out and you pick them and put them I in. Know. It's really grim. But um, after you've kind of been exposed to it for a while, it becomes less grim. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I was, it was totally scandalised. And then, you know, two days in, I was fine with it and picking the fleas out myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, definitely brushing. And they really like it because it's um, cats groom themselves um so it's a form of (laughs) cat Mm self-care but also it's something that they do to their kittens so it's like a sort of parental maternal thing Mm -hmm. as a way of looking after their young so they like it when their owners brush them because it's like a an act of care Mm -hmm. and it feels nice like it's nice to get cats are i think i read once that cats are quite as are lots of other animals they're quite um (laughs) I want to say image oriented, but that sounds weird. <laughs> Basically, they grooming is a big part of their lives, and they get distressed if they can't groom themselves because they if they get they're not you know sometimes dogs get a bit messy and they're just like whatever. And for a cat, like not being well groomed is distress; it can be distressing for them. So that's why they spend so much time licking themselves and and that kind of thing. So it's nice to brush your cat. <laughs> and
0: if you it's, with with the uh, fur that you've but. Uh... <laughs> Got from the uh, brushing process. Have you ever turned that into sock puppets?
1: <laughs> I haven't, Matthew, and it's one of my biggest regrets in life.
0: So why did you have the book?
1: I think, actually, in all seriousness, I think someone bought it for my dad as a joke. Um, <laughs> and I'm, you know, very cut up that we don't still own it, because I think it would be a great thing to do, crafting with my cat hair.
0: Um, even, even acknowledging that these are tropes of the sad cat lady, that has seem pretty depressing activity. <laughs>
1: Is it depressing or is it beautiful, Matthew? <laughs> uh, I don't think they're, they're
0: mutually exclusive.
1: <laughs> well, at least you're accepting that it can be beautiful. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit weird. I, I I can only assume that it was published as a joke, but maybe it wasn't. I mean, it does have very thorough instructions, and some people probably go in for it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's an activity that if it, you know, brings you joy as a person, it's probably bringing your cat joy because they like to be brushed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mutually beneficial.
0: You got more to say on cat health, or is that your lot?
1: I mean, that's my lot. <laughs> Just wanted to bring it out there.
0: Um So, um, were you a fan of Cats the Musical before having seen the film? Did you have any knowledge of the musical before going in?
1: Um, I I seem to remember it was a bigger thing when we were younger, the musical. Like I think it was on in London. I don't think it is, I don't know whether it is now, I don't think it is. I don't no. see it advertised anywhere. Um and I used to really want to go and see it, but we never got around to doing it. Um so I but I think that had kind of, because I've become more cynical as I've, you know, become older, and I, as you know, Matthew, I don't like musicals, although I'm forcing myself to watch them, i coming around to them now, that Lin-Manuel one looks great. So I think I'd, my interest in it had waned over time because I knew it was a musical and wasn't perhaps that interested.
0: So uh, did you see the trailer for the new film? What was your response to the trailer?
1: I thought it looked quite magical. <laughs> um... <laughs> I don't. I think the the trailer. I feel like it was just a a clip.
0: That's how trailers work. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't two hours.
1: No, but as in, I don't think it was. <laughs> I don't remember it being like a mon You know, some trailers sort of like pick yeah. bits of the story. Yeah, I think it, the cat's one was just a clip. No,
0: it wasn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, anyway, I remember seeing it and thinking it looked magical.
0: Yeah. So. It- I would I would agree with you. I thought it looked magical as well. But that that wasn't the main response the internet. Most of the internet was horrified by it. and was very concerned and that people were talking about like how it, it people went crazy about how disgusting they thought it looked. Why did you not find the weird cat people hybrids disturbing? What what about them was beautiful?
1: <laughs> I mean, beautiful is a strong way of describing but no, I think they were beautiful. I think I don't know whether it was my prior knowledge of the musical, so I was very conscious. Like I've seen. Well, you just
0: said you didn't have any prior knowledge of the musical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, like I knew of it, but I did. Like I really wanted to go and see it. I hadn't, I hadn't like watched it, but I, I, I remember I must have seen pictures of the costumes and stuff, so I knew that it was people in like leotards, mm-hmm. effectively like body suits, with cat fur painted on. Mm-hmm. And it felt, I think, when I saw the trailer, I thought of that rather than like, oh, it's a weird animal human hybrid. Mm-hmm. So. It, yeah, I, I, I could I could see the reason it was that way, and it didn't. I didn't find it too distressing. Okay. Also, I just think you know CGI is used a lot nowadays. There are more t- disturbing things that have been CGI'd. Such as? <laughs> now you're asking. Well, Pan's Labyrinth, for example, mm-hmm. is very distressing, and I know it's supposed to be distressing, mm-hmm. but that that is genuinely disturbing. That's really horrible parts of it in a very good way. Whereas I don't think it, it's just sort of people with hair on their faces and like cat features.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting well, as you say, Pantalyph was intentionally trying to create an image while yeah. cats was perhaps supposed to be quite fun and playful, <laughs> but somehow really got into the core of what people find it really distressing,
1: yeah, maybe it's that uncanniness thing mm-hmm. uh because it's I suppose it's not so similar to a human that you could <laughs> mistake it on, but it is sort of human like isn't it?
0: Yeah, they are human beings <laughs> <laughs> with cat features, yes. <laughs>
1: it was i thought
0: it was fine i don't know why i i think but you see but i would say from my perspective where i'm coming from is i i enjoyed it because it looked freaky yeah in a way that like i felt like i I prefer something that really like i prefer something that swings and misses and goes something batshit Mm -hmm. rather than people that that just like tiptoeing and trying to stick to the mainstream but it seems to me that you didn't even think what they did was weird (laughs) which is that you're the only person i've ever heard so you just looked at it and you thought this is normal
1: (laughs) Oh, I just didn't think it was that abnormal. When we sat down in the cinema and started watching it, I did, like, it took, I did have a, like, a, a period in which I needed to readjust and I just kept <laughs> laughing. I kept laughing because it was, it was, I don't know whether it was, I wouldn't say shock so much as like, I just found it very funny mm-hmm. and I had to calm myself down. But yeah, after that, it was fine. Um, I was assuming that there wouldn't be anything weird in the film like you know if it got on a bit sexual or anything
0: <laughs> so you didn't think there's anything sexual in that film
1: not really yeah. i mean apart from idris elba's weird <laughs> like he was it didn't really have any fur did he, he was <laughs> it was like he was in a bodysuit.
0: yeah i i would sort of agree in a sense i like didn't think from the reviews i'd read i was expecting it to be more overtly sexual i mean it was a youth certificate but maybe like the way that the people move there's a bit where Rebel Wilson seems to be rubbing her tail <laughs> her, between her legs.
1: Did you see that? Oh no, I maybe didn't.
0: It was pretty. It was full screen. It was. I couldn't work out what was going on.
1: I definitely saw the bit where she scratched her thighs, um, but I didn't. Maybe I didn't notice the. I think it's one of those things where, again, because like I knew a little bit about the musical, not much. Like I knew it was like danced essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one of the things I think they probably misjudged a bit, which I'm not complaining about because it made it hilarious. Was I think they tried to directly uproot the musical and transport it onto the screen which included things like the so the costumes were as we said like traditionally bodysuits and they so they carried that over like they didn't make people more cat shaped they made them humans in bodysuits that were cgi'd with mm-hmm. fur on them and i think they took over the dancing and stuff as well um and i think out of the context of a musical on the stage that was made 20 or 30 or 40 years ago i don't know a little while in the past I think it, without without that context, I can see why it would be distressing for people because there was a lot of writhing.
0: So you're saying that you wouldn't, you, you didn't want them to, you, you don't think the dancing worked because it was on screen? <laughs> um,
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I think on-screen dancing is different to on-stage dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think traditional musicals on the stage, like you don't get different angles mm-hmm. because you're sitting in one position for the whole thing. And I also think it, like a lot of the dancing was quite sort of, ballet style or contemporary mm-hmm. style and maybe that's the other point as well like I'm I, I look because I I'm a dancer Matthew <laughs> I'm not a dancer um, but I have danced and I'm familiar with both <laughs> ballet and contemporary and so it, that's quite familiar to me whereas I guess if you've not witnessed particularly contemporary which is a bit more like flowing and writhey it's a bit more unusual as well so mm-hmm. I think if you encounter that on you know it's sort of a bit like oh what's going on here mm-hmm. like why are all these cat people writhing around but um yeah, I think I think they could have done something, like I say, I think they should have updated the style a bit for it being on, on a screen, mm-hmm. because I think on a stage that sort of, it looks like a, a dance show, mm-hmm. on a film it looks like cat people fighting around. Yeah, see,
0: I, I think I would disagree, because <laughs> I, think, I think the issue I had with it is not, I think, so I think Francesca Hayward, who's the lead, is from the Royal Ballet, so it's like a proper ah. full-on... Dancer, yeah, but then I felt like because they CGI'd the cat people, and like sometimes like the jumps weren't real jumps. Like mm. it was like they'd made them so elaborate that they were doing like flips and shit. And as a result, you kind of you know it's not real mm. in a way that when you watch like a really good musical and you have people dancing like the whole thing like uh, I guess like a Fred Astaire where it's all done mm. in one shot and you're just watching him do it and you get a real sense of like wow this is amazing yeah. that's what I think one what I love about music is that feeling of just like this is amazing yeah. which I got a little bit from the trailer beforehand with the Lin-Manuel thing where you can see the, all the people doing the dancing together yeah. and you know it's real people doing it yeah. or at least it seemed to be and so Cats let me down on that front because I feel like yeah it just it, it didn't shoot the dancing in a way that made it feel um, real
1: that's really interesting and I can totally see your point as well because I think yeah they did a lot of augmenting it didn't they and That yeah I can see why that makes it a bit weird The the whole like I found the whole scene, like, the setting a bit bizarre. I think Jess was saying as well, wasn't she? Like they, sometimes they weren't touching the ground and stuff.
0: Yeah, so I didn't notice that. But yeah, that, yeah. I think that adds into it, doesn't it? Because if, if, yeah. even if you don't pick up on that, perhaps it's something about it that's unreal yeah. and not in a cool way. Because it could be uh, fantastical in a way that would be yeah, uh, a delight on the senses, but it wasn't.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it felt like... I, honestly, one of the things I thought, which is a very, I think, uncharitable thing to think when I was watching it, is I sort of thought... Like, did you rush this out or something? Because it looks like it's not... It's like when you, you know, you were a kid and you wrote homework and you maybe, like, cut all the corners and mm. did a really bad job of it. It's sort of, like, why have you made it so that their feet aren't touching the ground? If you're going to CGI it, why not do it well?
0: Yeah, well, um, I think Tom Hooper, the director, was talking about how he'd been editing it, like, the night before and, like, was trying to get it out. Oh,
1: god, There's the whole thing
0: about how, like, Judy Dench has still got her human hands because they're not... Finished. The effects aren't finished yet. Wow,
1: I hadn't realised that. And so,
0: actually, we're amongst an elite group of people who are going to have seen the original cut because they they're now putting out a new version to cinemas where they're going to turn Judy Get Bench's hands into cat hands. Amazing. So we were like, it's sort of like you know, like people who say they were at Woodstock, like we were actually there. <laughs> we saw the original version of Cats in all its <laughs> Woodstock 2.0.
1: um That's amazing. I hadn't realised that was. Well, see, that's definitely something that comes across. It Mm -hmm. does feel like it's rushed out. I I did notice Judy's hands, but then I just assumed that everyone else had hands.
0: Yeah, I think they have hands, but they're not. So she she still has her wedding ring in her hand.
1: Yeah, I wondered whether that was on purpose. (laughs) I was like, is, you know, old Deuteronomy married or something?
0: (laughs) Um, Then, and also, I would so my thing is, I think I liked the way the cats looked, despite everyone else's seeming opinion. (laughs) Even though we both seem to be on board, so not getting into too much uh, was it angry conversation about it. But then I felt like the film wasn't good. But I think everything that wasn't good about it, to me, uh, not, not knowing the musical, seemed like it would have come from the musical itself rather than the adaptation. Because mm-hmm. I thought the songs were crap. The whole way through, it. I think there was um, the train cat. I quite liked. He was all right. Taylor Swift song. I actually didn't mind. And uh, memory with Jennifer Hudson has like four seconds where I got that tingly feeling that I want from a musical and the rest of it was a bit daft. So I just, I was bored throughout most of the songs.
1: Oh, Matthew, you say you're a lover of musicals.
0: Yes, I am. That's why I'm <laughs> saying this one was crap.
1: Um, I, you know this already, I completely disagree with you about memory. I cried one tear. Mm-hmm one tear came out that's a big you know
0: and how did that make you feel in the cinema did you have to try and suppress that emotion i did yeah i
1: was like i was sitting there and i was like oh can you know can matt and jesse this is a bit <laughs> awkward and really subtly after it rolled down her cheek, yeah, my cheek and it, like wiped it down but was
0: that from the big bit the the, the the bit where she goes nah, 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 and like when she fully goes for it that is like an emotional yeah. beat yeah and the song was good as a, i think it was good but it's not like gonna go down to one of my best musical songs ever
1: Oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe I encountered some of the songs when I was a bit younger, and so they had more of a lasting impact on me.
0: You keep changing your story on how much you know this <laughs> musical. You I'm are not being consistent. I've
1: definitely never seen it, but I've encountered... Because the songs are famous, so they, like, you hear them on the radio and stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so actually, no, I was, was going to say, the one uh, song that I thought worked was... It was most of the songs towards the end, the um, Mr... What's his name? Mr. M- the Magic Cat. Uh,
1: Mistoffelees. Yeah,
0: Magical Mr. Mistoffelees. Yeah. I thought that that song worked because there was like some narrative behind the song where they're trying to bring back Judy and like he's got the power. and then everyone keeps joining in his song to try and like boost up his like mm-hmm. confidence. And I felt like actually the fact that it, it keeps not working, I thought of that as a beat word because the story has no narrative throughout the whole of it. <laughs> yeah, this one sure. little scene actually got a bit invested in the uh, plot.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, no, I know. And I totally agree with you. I think what it lacked was narrative. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it's a shame because like we were saying about the sort of augmented dancing. I imagine on the stage, having never seen it, I imagine on the stage, the dancing is quite impressive. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it doesn't need a narrative, but mm-hmm. when you augment augment the, the dancing, it kind of takes out that element of being impressed. Yeah. And then and then there's no plot either. And you just sort of like you're left high and dry. Mm-hmm. There's not yeah. I I uh, I agree with you about that for sure. I think I liked that song. I liked Macavity, Taylor Swift, I liked um, memory. I think those are the three main ones. But yeah, I suppose there, were, like, there was that really low point, wasn't there, with um, in McKellen.
0: Yeah, Ian McKellen's That was, uh, was
1: like, that was That was quite boring.
0: And I think I saw it in, uh, I think it was Simran Han's review in The Guardian, she talks about how this. Oh, I can't remember what word she used, but something how it's like quite undignified watching Ian McKellen like lapping water out of the bowl. <laughs> there was something quite upsetting about watching him do that.
1: Yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, I remember seeing that part of it and thinking it's a bit weird, like I'm not sure why they've when, you, when you're doing so much CGI, why are you getting Ian McKellen to lick water out of a bowl?
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, what would you have done instead?
1: <laughs> I don't know, like, maybe have a big cat bowl and CGI him licking water out of it or something, rather than just, like, hiding in a cupboard with, like, a, a mixing bowl full of water that he's... Yeah, it was... It just felt kind of unnecessary. I agree with her.
0: <laughs> and then... um. Also, when you start hearing the dogs barking, I was very concerned that we were going to see what those dogs would look like with the human faces. <laughs> I thought that would equally be disturbing.
1: I yeah, I thought that as well. I did. You know, I had a moment. I was like, is it going to be a real dog or is it going to be a human dog?
0: I like and then, then you have the mice with the children's faces, cockroaches with faces.
1: Yeah, that was the mice were a bit weird because they were weirdly plump, weren't they? They had sort of that was quite odd. Yeah, but then in the same way that you know you could have made them look more convincingly like cats. You could have had completely cgi cats. You could have had people who looked a bit more like cats. Um, but
0: that would have been really, I, I feel like this is where I feel like what they did mm-hmm. worked on that level. Yeah. Because I feel like, say you had like <laughs> Pixar versions of cats, like that were just like singing. Then you've got no, like if you've got no plot, what are the cats doing Like in, the, in those songs? Are they, just, are they just walking around like cats? Yeah. Because then you get like the, the issue that was with the uh, new Lion King. Where there was this clip of, from Hakuna Matata, and it's literally just the three characters walking next to each other because they're all like photorealistic animals, and so you can't make them dance; you, they can't emote. And so everyone was so like angry about *The Lion King* because the animals weren't emotive. And now you've got cats, and they are, yeah. and everyone's still angry. You can't please people. You
1: can't please, and I do think there's like a wave of. I feel like the internet is a wonderful place, and I think one of the things that happens on the internet is I feel like the. There are these waves of mania around things. So, you know, a couple of people say that counts as rubbish. And then everyone I mean, it was. saying... I mean, it was. <laughs> no, Matthew, it was average. No, I mean,
0: it was... I think mean, it was less than average. I would... I, would, I've, I put my phone down and say I would go two stars Is what well. I would...
1: I would go three and a half, I think. Four. Yeah. Four. I agree with... Four? What was good about <laughs> it? I agree with Jess. I think if it was 15% better, it would be a masterpiece. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, I think there's, there's, enough, there's enough in it that I like that I feel like you swing and miss. Like I appreciate the effort, but it was not good. And that yeah. like, the Immaculate Song song's bad. The bit where Judy Dent starts talking at the camera about how you should treat your cats. I like, quite like that. I was that. so bored.
1: <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. And it was, that, for me, crossed over the boundary in a way that I... That was actually, of all of the bits of the film, that was one of the bits that made me a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. because... I had thought it was this sort of singing, dancing, theatre show film. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they start giving you instructions on how to look after your cat in real life. (laughs) It's sort of like, no, 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 we've been like, this has been a film about CGI human cats, Mm. not real cats.
0: The advice didn't always work though. Some of the advice was to remember that your cats have three names. I mean, (laughs) I'm not quite sure how you're going to take that on to your relationship with your cats.
1: No, no. Yeah, I can't see that. My cats only have one name. Actually, (laughs) no, that's not true. Sparrow. Because he's got white fur and a bit of black on him. Um, we have a neighbour who's fabulous. A neighbour and a friend who comes in and feeds him sometimes when we're not around. And she's decided that his name is actually Snowy.
0: Okay, <laughs> handy.
1: Yeah, so he's called Faro on Snowy. So is
0: that his? Um, what's it, Jumeric White Cat name or what is <laughs> it?
1: Yeah. Jelical
0: cat. Oh, what was, <laughs> what, what was um, your interpretation of why they were called Jellicoe cats?
1: Matthew, let me defer to Google.
0: Is, it, is he was it actually right? Yes. So, Jellicle sounds like dear little.
1: Jellicle cats are briefly mentioned in T.S. Eliot's 1933 poem, Five Finger Exercises, although they are not described until Eliot's poem, The Song of the Jellicles, where Jellicle cats are commonly depicted, uh, sorry, were depicted as commonly nocturnal black and white scruffy cats. Specifically, Eliot mentions that they like to gather at an event called the Jellicle Ball. The name Jellicle comes from an unpublished poem by Elliot entitled Pollicle Dogs and Jellicle Cats where Pollical Dogs is a corruption of poor little dogs and Cats of dear little cats. <laughs> might drop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had a sound effect on it. <laughs> um I mean it's still shit though, isn't it? It's like it might that might be what T.S. Eliot was going for. <laughs> but there's no way which dear little sounds like jellical.
1: I don't know. Well, you're right and you're wrong. I think when they make it obvious, it makes sense. But it's n-
0: does it does it make sense?
1: <laughs> Look, I was thinking about this earlier. So okay. There's a spectrum. Dear, mm-hmm. dear.
0: Well, you can't say the two. D- thing, you can't say the two things together and pretend that they sounded the same.
1: <laughs> no, if you're like oh dear.
0: So if I was <laughs> if I was sending a letter to you, or maybe I was reading the letter and I was like, Janna, <laughs> Anna.
1: You just sound like you're very posh. Janna, Anna.
0: No. Joanna. Um, I went to the lelical shop. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Who were the jellicle cats? What were they?
1: What were they? Uh, I think it was just the cats that were in it. I I thought that was quite touching at the end when she said dear little cats because it felt like it was like all the way through you're like oh it's a like it's a group that you, you She's sort of on the outside this Victoria cat. She's sort of on the outside of. And then when Oh, I feel like crying now. When uh, Judy Dench says, you are a jellical cat after all, a dear little cat. And it just, it makes you realise it's not a group, it's just all cats. Probably. Was it, or was it
0: that <laughs> she'd actually been in, in, In she was now a jellicle cat? Well, that too. I, thought, um, I just want to make the point that it was the cats that live indoors weren't jellical cats. They were different. They, they had a different name, maybe.
1: I thought, yeah, it was like a Gumby cat or something. Yeah, I, I thought that was just because it was like, Maybe it is. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I just assumed it was because it was like a a fat cat that wasn't doing anything. Is yeah,
0: it like the street cats, the dear little cats are the.
1: Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. But I think, to my mind at least, I think like jellicle the jellicle cat sounds like a group that you're either part of or you're not. Mm-hmm. Whereas dear Littles, is it's less. I think it's less exclusive. It's not. It can't be a unless you're actually calling like a group the dear little cats mm-hmm. and those are the not dear little cats. It feels more inclusive, so I just thought it was quite nice. Mm. But maybe I've maybe I've just projected onto that. Just, I don't know,
0: I, like the the whole plot, like I quite liked the whole thing of the cat ball and the more performing, but I feel like it's just that thing where the songs weren't good enough.
1: <laughs> it didn't it didn't meet your very high no. standards And because
0: 'cause I've been sold it as being the sexy romp that was <laughs> so um here's a quote from Catherine Shaw from The Guardian. So Cats turns out to be a nauseous orgy, throbbing with energy of a hundred horny cat people, thrusting and licking, rubbing and lapping, ferociously randy despite a complete lack of human genitals. Now uh, now that... and then, But then she goes on to say, uh, not that it's erotic, Cats is pure bestial horror, a companion piece of the human centipede in which kidnapped victims are stitched together mouth to anus.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a scathing review, isn't it? I think maybe this... reviewer needs to sit and look at herself in the mirror (laughs) i didn't i didn't get that from it at all i didn't think it was erotic Mm. at all um i wouldn't i think and that's again like so i think the original musical had a lot of the sort of like so the the cats like rubbing faces with each other that's what cats do but if you don't Mm. own a cat that just looks really weird if you're not Familiar with that behaviour. No,
0: but I like, i don't know. I associate it with cats, but I i like, I like, I knew that that's what cats did, but I could still watch two human, human cat <laughs> hybrids doing it. It's not like I was just working oh no, that's what cats do. <laughs> like, I, there's, there's a part of me that still knows it's fucking weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know. I think I just suppressed that a lot more. I was just like, oh, it's fine. I get what they're going for.
0: I just want, I think because of that, I'd, I wanted it to be sexier. Like, if, you, if you're familiar with, there's um a cartoon which I've never seen, but I saw it years ago on one of those, um, like, you know, Channel 4 do the 100 best animated things, and there was one called Fritz the Cat, which I assume has not aged well from when it was, but it's basically this really sort of, like, horny cat who goes around having sex with other cat people, human cat people, and it um, that was kind of the vibe that I was expecting <laughs> going into Cats, and it just didn't deliver.
1: Didn't deliver. So the songs weren't good enough, yeah. and it wasn't sexy enough. <laughs> yeah,
0: boom. That's, that's my review for most films. <laughs>
1: Uh I can't believe she paralleled it to the human centipede. I mean, that is disturbing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I couldn't look at but I, I wasn't sure if some of the cats seemed to be that they had human faces and then cat features like uh, around the face, while some people, their faces were part of the cat thing as well. Like, they, some people would have their human skin tone and then cat fur around it, while some people, the fur seemed to be going on. Like Miss Mistopheles yeah. and the main cat, Victoria, they both had their fur was on their faces, and yeah. then some of the cats didn't.
1: No, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um Dame Judy was like it was like Dame Judy's face yeah. with some cat features around yeah. it. Yeah, no. Oh yeah. There was that that made me a bit uncomfortable as well, that inconsistency.
0: Oh I got to say this was a a good question actually then. Did you receive any of the joy that you attained from real cats from the film cats?
1: Oh, that's a very good question. Um No, I don't think so. I think it was too different to real cats. Yeah, and the things that they did that were cat behaviours were... I could see what they were going for, but it wasn't like... I didn't, didn't look at it and think, oh, it's like a cat. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like when Bixie does that, you know. No. So, what about you? No. <laughs> <laughs> in a word. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so, in my hand, I have a copy of the international bestseller, How to Live Like Your Cat by Stefan Garnier. Okay. And essentially, this is just very short chapters which says something that a cat does and how we could do something similar and how that would make us feel better. So um, on the back it says, um, when Stefan Garnier looked at his cat Ziggy, he realized that lines had figured it out. In this unconventional guide, Stefan shares secrets to living with all the elegance, calm and charisma of a cat. How to live like a cat teaches us to enjoy our lives because we don't have nine of them. <laughs> and that's a very short, so what we've got, um, 162 pages. I was thinking, you throw a number at me I'll turn to that page. I'll hit you with the nearest life lesson and we can see whether you feel like your cats do this, whether you should do this. We'll work it out. This is
1: such a great idea. Okay, Um, I would like to go for 68.
0: 68 is your cat loves calm. Why not try to take a few moments each day to bathe in absolute calm and silence? Listen only to yourself, your inner voice, your heart
1: beating. I feel like he's rather appropriated meditation. <laughs> 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 um, I'm not sure. I think I, I, it's a bit forced, isn't it?
0: <laughs> forced in the way that trying to find calm would be forced, or forced in that they're trying to say it's a cat thing.
1: It forced in that they're trying to say it's a cat thing. I think you can say that pretty much any animal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's just shitting on your Christmas present. That's fine. <laughs> um, but would you say that your cat loves calm?
1: It does love calm. Yeah, they love calm.
0: Right, should you go for another number?
1: Yeah. Uh, ooh a hundred and eleven
0: your cat dares to ask all the time (laughs) often we don't dare ask for help with our work or if we have issues in our personal life why not shame perhaps but your cat does ask for things it'll be demanding when it's hungry wants to go out for a walk or feels like a cuddle even when you're sleeping your cat will shamelessly come and wake you to ensure to attend to whatever it wants at that moment
1: yeah i agree with that so sparrow regularly i think daily wakes my dad up at 4am because he wants breakfast and my dad will get up and give him breakfast (laughs) so it's it's very true and i actually think it's a very good advice as well i think it's about being assertive isn't it and Mm -hmm. i think i definitely don't ask for things when i need them and i think maybe i should just take a leaf out i mean maybe not to the extent that my cats do because i think that would make me quite unpopular but
0: yeah because there's a line isn't it because i mean but does your dad now have resentment towards the cat as a result of this or is he still on board
1: He's still on board. He loves it. I think he loves it more than he loves me and Jess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so then it's clearly not had the ne- negative impact that you're fearing that your actions might.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, maybe I should just go for it. Disregard everyone else's needs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Right, phone number, I mean.
1: 73.
0: Your cat knows how to rest. It loves to sleep. Don't wake a sleeping cat, goes the old adage. Why not choose a little restorative siesta over supposedly urgent washing up that has to be done, wiped and put away <laughs> ASAP?
1: This is... Fantastic. This might be the the the, the uh, high point of the whole book. Truly. I mean, why do things that you need to do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's certainly one way of looking at life.
1: Um I really like that advice. I do think on a you know, slightly more serious note, I do think that sleep is really important and I don't think we do enough of it. And I do respect that my cats do a lot of sleeping. You no, know, they just need to rest. Mm-hmm. Fine. You know, living the best lives. I do think though, um, I wonder if maybe we should do an experiment where we follow the advice in this book to a T and Mm -hmm. see what impact it has on our lives because I really don't think my boss would like me sleeping at my desk, for example.
0: Because isn't the the way, I guess where it falls down is like cats essentially have a load of people waiting on them hand and foot (laughs) and those people don't exist in most, (laughs) most people's lives. And so you've got to, at some point, if you push it too far, like it would take a lot, I assume, of your cat demanding a lot for it to be thrown out on the street or put down
1: <laughs> it's true I don't think I, I think there is no limit unless it like I mean if it woke me up all the way through the night I'd just shut my door and make sure I couldn't get in so mm-hmm. yeah I, I in unlimited patience for my cat yeah whereas with people I think with people you kind of assume that they have like cats you sort of think exist in their own world and they don't have like a comprehensive understanding of like the society in which they exist whereas humans you do and so for them to be so selfish I think is kind of unforgivable mm-hmm. I don't know if someone, if like I had a friend or a relative who just continually asked me to do things for them and like at a time that was, you know, whatever suited them but wasn't convenient for me. I think I'd have to sit down with that person and say, look, this is, you know, this has got to stop, Jeffrey."
0: But what if if that person was like a cat person hybrid, like the people from (laughs) Cats? Would you feel more inclined to help them out?
1: Is this in a world where, like, I've seen these people before, cat-person hybrids, or... <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yes. Yes, this is that world.
1: Yeah, I think I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next point. Are we doing another page? Uh,
0: 41. Uh, your cat is impenetrable to judgment. It's an observation that has often amused me. Cats don't care a jot if they're appreciated or not, be it by people or by others. By other cats.
1: I, don't, I actually don't agree with that one either that you just read because cats aren't pack animals but I definitely think Sparrow, like if we all hate on Sparrow I feel like he gets sad and mm. I'm, maybe I'm just projecting but I think he definitely has an awareness of how he is like treated and perceived and I think mm. if you're not nice to him it makes him sad. Mm. I don't think he's impenetra- impenetrable to judgement. I think when we were all like, like there were times in my life, it, it, in my defence he once nearly blinded me. He like scratched and went through my eyelid Mm -hmm. um so our our relationship was frosty for a while Mm -hmm. but i think as a result of that he i could see in the way he kind of behaved he i think he felt more i don't know like guarded and it was quite sad so i've been rebuilding my relationship Mm -hmm. with sparrow over the last few years we're friends again
0: now (laughs) (laughs) nice that might be a happy ending to note on it's a happy note to end on um how do we wrap up
1: should we sing one of the songs from cats
0: (laughs) (laughs) we could do i guess
1: Something, something, something magical, Mr. Mistoffelees.